I'm about Obama. I if Obama came on, I'd probably say yeah. Bro, let's try to get Obama. Let's just email him. What's his email? Imagine, Obama at gmail.com. I think so. Imagine the surprise, <laughs> like you don't tell Whitney and she walks in and Obama's on your Zoom call. <laughs> Bro, that would be epic. Yeah. He's a great conversationalist. He's on a, I, he, <laughs> he was the president of the United States. <laughs> but. Well, there's other presidents I wouldn't say. They're great conversationalists. Yeah. What's it called? The uh, I'm trying to think. He's He has a podcast now with Bruce Springsteen. Renegades. Yeah. Have you listened to it? No, but I've heard about it. It's definitely interesting, the two of them have coming together. Have you listened together. to it? No. I, I have want not. to, I think. I don't know anything about Bruce Springsteen. I Do mean, you? he sings a song. He was born in the USA, right? One or two. That or he's a good liar. I don't know what that means. That was a great joke. I was hoping... <laughs> He has a song. By the way, that literally repeats "born in the USA" over and over again. And you say yeah. he was born in the USA, or I said, or he's a great liar, as in he's been lying uh, about it. Oh, I thought you were like referencing another song. Nope, not as good. Now that I had to explain it, so I'll what edit if... it together to make it seem like you laughed at that. <laughs> There's a good laugh for you. Hey guys, welcome back to another week of decent dialogue. I wanted to jump in on the front end of this conversation. Just to clarify a few things going forward from here, as Scott and I were going back and listening to the podcast, we realized that some of the things that we say, especially in a tougher topic like the one we talk about today, may not be as clear as we wanted them to be. A big reason that we wanted to start this podcast was to be able to have tough conversations with each other. Most of the time, if not all of the time, we are having this conversation in real time and it's not thought out beforehand. We are challenging each other's ideals and viewpoints, pushing back on each other, and thinking through this for the first time on the podcast. We do this intentionally because we don't want to feel like we're coming with all the answers, because we're not. But I wanted as a reminder to say, if it feels like this is our first time thinking through this, it's because it is. If it comes across that we are ignorant on topics, it is because we are. There are a lot of things even after this conversation, like if Scott and I went back and recorded this again and had the same conversation again, it would probably come across much more clear, our points would be more well-defined, uh, you name it. You would walk away like, dang, that is an amazing podcast. But we're keeping the original version uh, because it's our first time walking through it. And so we just wanted to preface that. Uh, if there is any questions, if there's anything that we say that comes off a little bit off, uh, I would ask that you'd give us the benefit of the doubt and not assume where we're coming from. Or if something's not clear, you know, don't make assumptions that we are not making. Um, and the most important point of this all is if there is something that you have questions about or even flat out disagree with that we ever talk about, please send us an email. Send us a note, a text, a call, you name it. You can email us at gregoryandscott at gmail.com. And we'd love to even field questions on the podcast. And so with that, I really do hope you enjoy this conversation. It forced Scott and I to think about things in a different light than we normally would have. And I hope it's beneficial for you as well. And hopefully we get to hear back from you guys, the listeners, and to continue this conversation with not just Scott and I, but with everybody. So thank you as always. And we hope to see you guys next week.
Yeah, this weekend I I went to a wedding for the first time in quite a while. Did you go to any mm-hmm. weddings during COVID or have anything big I like did. that? I went to a wedding in the summer of COVID. How was that? Um, it was outdoor. The ceremony was outdoor, but then the reception was indoor, and we ended up leaving like before it really got started, just because re- there's you know maybe a hundred ish people, yeah, and not really many people taking it too seriously. So uh, my wife and I left. Ta- they, they weren't taking really they weren't started. taking the wedding very seriously. They weren't taking the, <laughs> the COVID very seriously. Yeah. Um, just not a lot of masks, not a lot of social distancing. Yeah. And we were just, we were just not comfortable in that, uh, in that situation. So we, we didn't stay for the reception really, but yeah. Other than that, I'm trying to think, I haven't really been to any big events or anything like that. We, we don't even sit inside restaurants or anything like that. So Yeah. This weekend was definitely the first big event we've done. Mm-hmm. I think I may have mentioned it, but we just started going back to church and Levi has been going to the daycare at church, which is pretty, I mean, those kids, those two-year-old kids are running around and as much as you try to, they're putting blocks in their mouth. They're, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Half eating, half eated, half eated. Half eated is definitely a, a yeah, half eated. Uh, an English phrase. A half yeah. ate goldfish laying on the table, and another kid picks up and eats. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just you can't help it. No, yeah. So that's definitely been uh, something we've been. We we every time we're like loading up on vitamins and all this stuff before <laughs> we wear masks the whole time and like washing our hands mm-hmm. and trying to wash Levi's hands and trying to do the best we can there. But mm-hmm. that's but the wedding was definitely kind of next next level there um, mm-hmm. i mean we did the best we can keeping a mask and everything is personally just to be honest it was definitely tough when it, at this wedding i saw a lot of people i have not been able to see in a long time mm-hmm. and it's definitely tough because i want to conversate and i want to see them because i mm-hmm. just, i haven't seen them in years you know for sure so it was definitely a a weekend in which we are trying to stay at home <laughs> and monitor <laughs> our how we're feeling before we do anything or or definitely expose yeah. ourselves to other people. That's the thing, you know, with, with me and, and my wife, I think once we're both vaccinated and, you know, we have that in us, then we'll start going out and really doing stuff again. And that Pfizer getting juice. back to normal. Well, we got the Moderna, Moderna juice. The, the Moderna juice. Yeah. So. Is it true that you, we're at. is it true that they make you drink it? Mm. That's what I've been hearing in the news. No. Uh, you must be watching Fox News. <laughs> it uh, has been one of the things I feel like I haven't seen. Maybe I've just been off social media, but I feel like, you know, if this statement is not going to be true, so I should probably just stop saying it. But I, I feel like uh, at least That's wild, what podcasts are all about. At least the Same wild ideas, truth. the wild ideas, like the very, very far ideas about the vaccine have kind of died away. Like I haven't seen somebody post mm. about it being the mark of the beast lately. Mm. You don't follow the right people then. I need to follow better people. I think I went on a binge and like on my social media, a lot of people are hidden, even though I still follow them. So I just don't yeah. see their stuff. And it's down, to, a lot. it's down to not many people, mostly family and stuff. I, apparently every single person I follow or I'm friends with believes awful things about the vaccine. Really? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's tough. It's, speaking of, yeah, speaking gonna, of nuanced conversations. Well, that's I was like, going to say it's really tough too, because it's like, you know, 
I feel like I've really prayed through this decision and thought it out and thought, what is the best thing for me and my family? And how can we worship God and bring glory to God in the best way possible? And we landed on getting the vaccine. And it's like, I, I've literally been on my knees praying with my wife about this decision. Yeah. And then you're going to tell me like, you're going to come at me and say, I shouldn't have taken it. And this, this is why, and you're going to send me articles from some fringe group that has no credibility and say that you shouldn't take the vaccine because of this article. Yeah. It's like, have you, I, I don't know. I think when you, people start attacking people for the decisions that they make and they have no clue, like, the thought process that has gone into it. That's where I struggle. Yeah. I think that um, kind of leads into what we were thinking about talking about today. It was in, in a much larger, we had, we had specifically talked about it in church circles and church realms, but this idea of, I think definitely like for people that are, are followers of Jesus that, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this and to set this up. For example, that is an example of you are praying and asking God to give you guidance and you arrived on one conclusion based on the evidence, based on what you're learning and based on your experience, based on some like things that are going on in your heart. You feel like the Lord's leading you to one place. Mm-hmm. Somebody else may come and feel maybe praying and thinking through it and feel like the Lord's leading them to a different place and talking about like, can both of those people be right? Mm. You know, and uh, specifically, we had talked about church and had brought up this idea of, okay, in the church today, I don't know. Do you know the number of how many denominations there are today? Hundreds, if not thousands. There's got to be. I think I've heard like 4,000 or some some stupid number. Are you Googling it? Do you hear my uh, your keyboard? My keyboard. What's Mr. Google say? Mr. Google says... Doesn't really just give a number. Uh, two hundred. What? And a staggering forty-five thousand globally, according to the Center for the Study of Global Christianity. That sounds trustworthy. So forty-five thousand, you said? Globally, yeah, two hundred United States. Which I feel like in the United States that would be a lot more. Yeah, I would have assumed that's more too. But regardless, there's a lot of different uh, denominations. Sure. Yeah, and I was thinking about that in light of our conversation last week of being nuanced. And I guess it's at least the idea that I had and kind of conversating today mm-hmm. was kind of about that of like, how do you know? I don't, I'm trying to even think of the best question of how to phrase this right now, but <laughs> trying to trying to know like on those things that that people are arriving at different answers. One is it okay if somebody else has a different opinion than I do? And two, like, how do you navigate those type of things in conversation? Because I think people can get very passionate and very, it's got to be this way. And leading mm-hmm. and kind of continuing off our conversation last week is how do we approach conversations that could have two completely different outcomes and still love each other and still respect each other's decision? And like, how do you get to a place of that if you feel like your way is 100% correct and the other way is even like sinful if that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah no I think that's a good point and I think that's something you 
you know, thinking about it from the aspect of, well, I believe the other person is in sin when they just believe God has led them to a different path. And that's when you start having to get into the what is sin and what is not sin. Um, And you have to really dig in deep to is this going against the will of God or is this just going against what my flesh says it wants? Because those are two completely different things, obviously. And the hardest part is when you have somebody who's prayed through a, uh, a topic and they've landed at one spot and it's completely different than somebody else who claims they've prayed and landed at a spot. Cause yeah. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, somebody has to be right and somebody has to be wrong or do they, can there be uh, two completely different answers and they're both right? Yeah. I, it's, it's interesting because I feel like it depends on the topic, but it also depends on who you're asking. For example, you mentioned last week how one of the things that's the most po- one of the most polarizing things today in our nation, specifically in America, is the back Black Lives Matter movement, where some people mm-hmm. think it's some um, you know communist terrorist organization, and mm-hmm. I'd say probably most probably the majority just see it more as a group that are fighting for civil rights and fighting against mm-hmm. justice and. You know, so like something like that, if you ask one person, it is if you ask somebody, say, for example, that's on the far right, they would say, oh, that's a communist group, 100 percent. I'm not even going to begin to see how they could think that way because I know it's a communist organization, you know, Mm -hmm. like and it's like for people like that, that won't even open up their mind to seeing to maybe seeing that their viewpoint is wrong. It's like, how do you? How do you begin to engage in that? You know, I think, I think something that just kind of clicked in my head and, and maybe it's, it's a lot more about the person who you just have to do what you feel God's calling you to do. And don't worry about what other people say. And I know that's a lot easier said than done, but at the end of the day, you can't look for your validation from anywhere other than Christ. And if you're, if you're going to have an opinion or if you're going to do something and then hope everybody else around you validates your, your decision, then that's not what we're called to do as Christ followers, as, as a Christian and as someone who's following God, where our aim is to please God and God alone and what is going to glorify him. And so if you're, if you're prayed up, if you're in the word, if you're following the will of God and for your life, mm-hmm. And you do something that goes against the grain and, you know, 99 people say you shouldn't have done that, but you feel like that's what God was calling you to do. Then you're in the right and they're in the wrong. You know, you can't look for validation outside of what God is calling you to do. Yeah. And that's the hard part though. And it's again, much easier said than done. Because uh, we do want the validation of our peers. We want the validation of our family. We want people to agree with the decisions we make. We want people to say, yeah, like you made the right decision on that job, or yeah, you made the right decision to get the vaccine, or you made the right decision to, you know, XYZ. When in reality, the only person we need to be worried about is God yeah. and whether or not he's okay with the decision we make. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think like I'm just trying to think of like so just to kind of wrap my head around real quick for those like that I'm trying to for those like for example if you hold a certain viewpoint that is against the grain and the norm what matters is the validation of Christ and so like is that like what you're saying basically is like like I'm just trying to think of I'm trying to think of some examples to help just to get into like the nitty gritty and specifics of what that might look like. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'll use alcohol as an example, for example, mm-hmm. like personally for me, like if I'm, especially if I'm not in a place of like, I like it's been something that just over the years, if you would ask me in different years and different seasons of life, I would say, yes, it's okay to drink. Or I'd say, no, it's okay. Not okay to drink depending mm-hmm. on the season of life. So it's something that, I can, I definitely see both sides. I see both arguments right now, Mm -hmm. especially not being in a place of pastoral leadership and not being in a place of even just ministry leadership. Like Mm -hmm. I do drink in moderation and like, I'm okay with that. Like I, Mm -hmm. like I, I I go to a place like biblically through praying. Like I, I feel at peace about it. Like there's no conviction or leading from the Holy spirit about it, you know, Mm -hmm. and like in my life about that specific topic. Right. And so for a long time, I struggled with my ideas about, you know, for example, like if I felt like, hey, it's okay to drink, but everywhere, everyone around me was like, no, it's not okay for me to drink. I was finding myself caving a lot more to what other people were thinking instead of the validation of mm-hmm. Christ, like making sure like what I was, like whatever the opinion was, like, was it coming from a conviction founded in Christ and mm-hmm. founded in praying through it and thinking about it, or was it other people? And yeah. I think what's important too is to recognize, like, okay, like once you do get to a place of, if you feel like this is truly from the Lord, if you feel like you are in your decision, your conviction that you're right on it, I think the nuance comes in of saying, like, okay, like if somebody, and I know this is a very like cookie cutter explanation or like could not or cookie cutter argument that has no like, I guess some people some people would say gigantic significant implications i would say like not as significant as some other very controversial things but right like it's important for me to be nuanced in a sense where like in conversation like i i respect somebody else that holds a different opinion than i do recognizing that if they feel like the lord is leading them not to and they truly believe that like who am i to get in between what they believe but right here's my question for you it gets complicated for things like um, I, I use an extreme example to go to the other side of this. Like, gosh, I'm... I think, well, we set the groundwork last week, I think, well, for controversial stuff to be talked about. So get Fire controversial. Away. Fire away. Well, okay. For example, like slavery in America. Okay. They, they, there were no, not. I didn't know pretty, that was pretty that, controversial. That was pretty, pretty cut and dry. It's wrong. Very, exactly. But what my point being people during that time mm. who claimed the Christian faith would often justify slavery. Yeah. And make claim that, Oh, well, like, I feel like this is from the Lord. What, like my question is in those type of situations, when something is sinful, mm-hmm. like you want to be nuanced in conversation, but you also yeah. want to say like, Hey, like this is not right. <laughs> you know? 
So I think that's really tough. It's tough to look back and say, how would you talk to that person and convince them that it was wrong? Yeah. One. Don't, sorry. Don't take the specific example of slavery. I'm talking about if somebody has something that. Well, no, I'm going to get there. I'll yeah. get there okay. because you, you take the specific example of slavery a hundred thousand percent wrong. And we can see that right now. We can look back and say, slavery was wrong. You're idiots. Like, how could you read the Bible and then be okay with slavery? Yeah. Like, no. But the way I look at that, and maybe I don't think this is what you're asking, but this is what it brings to my mind is what is in our lives right now? What's the slavery in our lives? Yeah. What, like what are people? Yeah. What are we missing? What are people going to look back a hundred years from now and say, holy crap, I can't believe you did X. Yeah. Like, I can't believe you believed that this was okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I have to, to wrap my head around. And I think the big one for me, the specific one is, uh, uh, is the racial issues in the, the, uh, the civil unrest and like the racism that's in this country. I think it's, I think that's one of the biggest blind spots. And I know it's a been a huge blind spot in my life. Just, uh, you know, the, the different stereotypes that I've believed or the maybe even outright racism I've had in my life that, that I've been completely blind to. Mm-hmm. And I've had to come to grips with it even so much. So in the past, you know, couple of years, especially, and just how awful, uh, how much racism there is. And people still, people still want to try to say there's not racism in this country and it blows my ever loving mind. But I think that's one of the things that we really need to come to grips with is that there is racism in this country that needs to be dealt with, but also there's racism within the church that needs to be dealt with, but also there's racism within my own life that needs to be dealt with all the, I think it's through and through. And when you have stuff like that, that for so long you've, you've thought is it's okay to think this way, or you, you were taught a certain way, or, uh, you know, you grew up in a certain culture or whatever it may be. Yeah. And that's just what it's always been. And then you start learning the other side and you start listening to the other side and you're like, Oh, wow. Like, something needs to be something needs to change. Yeah. And I think that's what the key is. And that's what the, the, the crucial thing is, is listening to the other side. Yeah. Um, no matter what. And I think that's, you go all the way back to, you know, slavery when they justified it and this and that, were they, were those people ever listening to the other side Were the slave owners actually listening to the other side? I highly doubt it. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what we have to do is no matter what side we're on, we have to listen to the other side to understand where they're coming from. Yeah. I think what I was, yeah. I don't know if that answered your question at all. I mean, but... it, it does. It's just like, it's tough when, you know, like for something that, for like, for example, like you say that it has to listen to the, just to push back a little bit. The other yeah. side has to push. Like when you say both sides need to be able to listen to each other, like to say then, oh, people that, were against slavery um in say 1860 you know should they have listened and been open to the other side 
you know, like obviously we'd say no because that side with was sinful, you know. So like the argument yeah, of both sides no, being good point. being open to the conversation, I think, uh, like that's where like when I when I talk about depends on the topic and depends on the person because mm-hmm. topic wise, I feel like there are some things that like and I think it may I think it's easier for us as Christians because if we are truly seeking the will of God and we're truly seeking after Christ, like. Like, for example, like some things are very clear in the Bible as to what is wrong and what is sin and what is not. And as believers and in Christ's followers, if, for example, um, take the alcohol thing. Like, for example, if I am getting drunk all the time and you came to me and said, hey, like, dude, you need to like, like, just try to take a step back and, and realize why this might be like open, like try to try to be open minded to the argument that this may not be the best thing for you. Like I like it'd be pretty ridiculous if I said, "Hey, we'll try to get this, try to put yourself in my shoes and understand why getting drunk might be the best thing." You know, like mm-hmm. you would say, "No, like I'm not, <laughs> I'm yeah. not gonna go." You know, and so, you know, I, I used kind of the radical example in our in our notes earlier. Like if if a Nazi came to you and said, "Hey, just try to think about things from my side," we would say, "No way," you know. <laughs> um, and I think what I'm what I'm seeing to like. And so for Christians, some of those things are black and white. And I think the difference in those type of scenarios when whoever we're communicating with is clear, like it is clear sin, not like some is alcohol correct, is wrong or right. Some people would say, okay, that one is clear sin and would have a firmer stance. Like, but people are, I know people who drink, I know people who don't drink and they both have vibrant walk with Christ. And it's evident, like the fruit of the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit is in their life. You know, if I, I know Calvinists, I know are many. Like I know people who have completely different theological beliefs that have amazing walks with Christ, and mm-hmm. like those things that are not central to the message of the gospel. I feel like people can and should have open minds to at least hear the other side, even if they're firm. When it comes down to sin, I feel like it's more of a in a you know if if whoever you're communicating with or somebody's communicating with you, and you're the one who is in sin. I, I feel like it becomes but more you, of a loving the sinner. You, I, I, I think I, I know what you're getting at to, to some extent, but even like, let's take, I, I don't know the, did you ever see the movie American history X? No. Um, I'm trying to think then. Well, regardless, the, the point still stands. Like it was a, a white supremacist, Nazi, neo-Nazi guy. He ends up uh, getting arrested and going to jail. And like, he had to interact with the people that he hated for so long. And he started, he built relationships with those people that he hated and it changed him. Hmm. And I think that's the key is building relationships with people who aren't like you. And if your entire friend group is exactly like you and thinks the same way you do and looks the same way you do and, believes all the exact same things that you do, then I don't think that's what we're called to do as Christians. Like our, our friend groups should have, there should be people in our friend groups and that we're close with that look completely different from us. And I think that's when our mindset starts to change. And I think we have to get away from this, you know, oh, it's a sin or, oh, this, this, or that, this person's uh, c- clearly going against the Bible. So I have to be the one to call them out. And yeah, I think that's what we're so wrapped up in is like that person is sinning. 
that person's in the wrong. Mm-hmm. I need to be the one to call them out. I'm going to be the one that shows, you know, that they're wrong and I'm right. Yeah. When in reality, it needs to be, oh, that person is sinning. Oh, that person is living in sin. Okay. Well, let me go love that person and show that yeah. person the love of God. And hopefully by me having a relationship with them, they'll move closer to uh, having a relationship with Christ. Then if I just go say, Hey, you can't be doing that. Why are you doing that? You're going to hell for that. Walk with God or you're doomed. I think that's where we get things messed up. And I think that's where even nuance comes in is we have to be willing to have those relationships that, that Christ would have, you know, Christ didn't come and, hang out with all the Pharisees all the time. Like he came and hung out with the sinners. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think part of what we're called to do. Yeah. And I think you make a good point and it helps to better explain like what I'm trying to get at here is mm-hmm. trying to make the point for people that are open-minded and for people that, you know, don't just see everything in black and white that, that want to have nuance and open conversations. Like when we run into people that take a hard and fast stance on something. So for example, on social media, as you mentioned earlier, it's very easy to see people who are, oh, I cannot believe you're taking the vaccine or I can I cannot believe you're not, you know, and it's both sides. During the whole election of 2020, it's I can't believe you're voting this way or voting that way. And mm-hmm. the response uh, of like, especially Christians, as we talked about last week, should not be one of of hate and one of, well, you're just wrong and come at it in a combative element and just not want to talk to those people and cut them off. It's pushing in and engaging and loving on them, even if they disagree with you, even if you think that they're in the wrong, you know, the solution is not to just like tear them down and to, to beat them down, mm-hmm. it's, but it's to love them, to show them love and to pray for them. You know, if you truly yeah. think that this person is in sin, pray for them then, you know, don't, yeah. don't go out of your way to post on their comments you know, mm-hmm. snarky comments, but like take the time to reach out to them, have coffee, have lunch, get to know them, love them, become friends with them and to yeah. not just, not just write them off. And I think, and that goes to all levels, you know, like to my extreme example about the, about, you know, something that's clearly sin and clearly like what as Christians and Bible believing Christians would define as sin, you know, like if you, if there's an, if there's somebody that does not know Christ and doesn't share the same convictions that I do, my response is not going to be to say, hey, this is why you're wrong. Mm-hmm. It's going to be to come alongside to love them. You know, if they ask questions and like, I'll lead by example, I'll pray for them. I'll, I'll ask for the Holy Spirit to work. I'll definitely speak into those situations in appropriate yeah. and loving ways. You know, like I'm not just going to be okay with a friend of mine going down a destructive path. Like I'll try to talk to them about it, but ultimately you know, I'm not going to cut them out of my life because they think differently than I do, you know? Right. Um, and kind of going back to this idea of like, actually, I don't know. I, we weren't even on the idea, so I'm not going to go back to it. <laughs> I think something else too, um, when talking about all of this, something that comes to mind is how do you even know if it's God calling you to do something or if it's not God? Like, how do you discern God's will for your own life rather than it's what your own personal beliefs are? Yeah. Are you talking you know, like big picture like, stuff or small picture stuff? Just overall picture. Like with the no, medium picture. Yeah. Medium. Just right, right in the middle. 
but no, like if like, let's take the, and I know this is an extreme example again, but let's take the, the slavery thing, for example, it, we can clearly see that that was wrong, but what would have, what do you think was going through those people's minds that they were able to justify it? Why did they not see that that was wrong? Yeah. And how can we in turn, how do we know what we're doing is the will of God versus what we're doing is our own decision? I think it's definitely, let's, I I think it's, here's the thing. And I I don't want to venture to say or make claims that I I can't back up, but I feel like in an in-depth reading of scripture, when, if somebody's genuinely getting into the word of God and asking God to reveal those things and having a solid understanding of scripture, I feel like naturally the Lord is going to lead them in those areas of conviction as they grow older. Like if Paul says in, in Philippians 3, that if anyone is lacking, if anybody doesn't think the same way that I think, like God will reveal those things to you. And God is God's, mm-hmm. God through sanctification, this churchy word of like setting us apart for his, you know, to, to look more and more like him every day through sanctification there is a maturity that happens over time by drawing closer to Christ and he'll reveal those things in the areas that we're lacking to us. And so for those, for like, like I would argue, uh, and I'll, I'll take something today because I can't speak to how people are thinking in 18, 1900. So I don't want to, I don't probably <laughs> want to try to. Yeah. But something like, like today, for example, people can have very, strong beliefs about what God may want for them in their life. Take, for example, prosperity gospel, you know, it's Mm -hmm. easy. People hear about the character of God. They hear, Oh, God's loving God's this and that, like he's gracious and slow to anger. And he, he blesses people. And if you don't have a solid understanding of the whole scripture and you just like hear, for example, character of God, you could say, based on that limited knowledge that like, Oh, okay. That's what God wants for me. He wants wealth and health and blessing. And like, mm-hmm. that's great. That's who God is. Okay, cool. And I feel like a lot of people make decisions and I I've been there too. Like, like you look back in my life as, a, as before I became a Christian and my early, early years of being a Christian, even till now, there are things that I make decisions on and convictions that I have based on what I think I know about who God is that may not be, 100% because I'm still growing in maturity. Um, but I like what I'm trying to say is I think people, it's easy for people to make decisions and say, Hey, God is calling me to do this, but not have a solid biblical case to back it up. They may have just heard something on TV or in one sermon or out of context verses, you name it and can justify things that are awful because they take things out of context. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, I think it, I think it does make sense for sure. Um, but how do you, how do you leave room for stuff that isn't clearly in scripture? And I mean, I know I'm, I'm asking that question more in the sense of like, I know if you're, if you're truly reading scripture, if you're truly seeking the Lord, then things would be revealed to you in scripture. But like, there's nothing in scripture that says, Hey, take vaccines or don't take vaccines or, Hey, use medicine or don't use medicine. And I think that gets into maybe like the whole science versus faith debate. Yeah. But I think it's more, if you are true, like you were saying, if you're truly reading scripture, praying and seeking the will of God, then things will be revealed to you. Is that what you're saying? 
Yeah, I think so. And I think Romans 14 speaks to that a lot. Um, it kind of, Paul talks about this a little bit. There is an issue between in the early church about unclean foods in Jewish tradition. There were a lot of foods that were declared unclean that you should not take part of them long, like backstory history of why they're unclean of what that means significant, but just, they were unclean. You weren't supposed to do it. Then when Christ came, died on the cross, rose again, and his church starts spreading across, like basically those things that were unclean are now clean. Those rules, those traditions did not, apply anymore like christians did not have to live by those sets of unclean and clean rules and paul was talking about this in 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 romans 14 and like talking about this this decision there are some people are struggling that are jewish to eat clean foods and like they were having they were feeling convicted about it and paul basically was like like um i'll just read in verse 20 do not do not for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything is indeed clean. Like he makes the point. He says like, everything's clean, but it is wrong for anyone um, to make another stumble by what he eats. So like it, it is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your, your brother to stumble. The faith that you have keep between yourself and God blessed is the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever uh, has doubts is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith. Whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Boiling it down, like, if you think something's clean, it's clean. If you are not unsure if it's clean, like, are you, if you're unsure that this is it, like, if this is something that's not specifically called out in scripture, like, for example, like, alcohol is something that I would say, like, is clean in the sense where, like, you're, you're okay to do it, but if you think it's not okay, and your faith is saying, hey, like, it's not okay to do this, then don't do it because you will be in sin mm-hmm. if you feel like the Lord's leading you there, if your faith is leading you to there. Or like to me, like if I think it's clean, I'm never going to do it around someone who struggles with alcohol. Like I like it is mm-hmm. pretty much solely in my house, around my family, like where that is not think like God willing been a particular struggle in our life. And so I know I'm not causing anybody to stumble and making sure I'm doing it in a way that's not harmful to other people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I, I think that can be applied to a lot of things. I don't, I'm sorry to talk so much. Scott, um, <laughs> no, you're a, good. We've, we've had so many reviews and our, our uh, <laughs> Apple podcasts and emails that I talk too much. So um, I, have to, I have to mute myself here. No, um, <laughs> Paul talks about it, too, with circumcision. So, um, I run into one word of podcast that I cannot pronounce, no matter how much I try. <laughs> circumcision. True where he makes Timothy get circumcised, not because he has to, but because he Mm -hmm. doesn't want to be a stumbling block to any of the Jewish believers in Christ where they're going. Mm. Something that like, like Paul has the conviction. Timothy has the conviction. Hey, I don't need to be circumcised to be a a Christ follower, but I'm going to do it anyway, because I feel convicted about it. It wasn't wrong for him not to, and it wasn't wrong for him to do it, but he had to pray about it, ask for discernment and ask the Lord. You know, right. And I, and I think the scripture is going to be clear on the things that are major. And I think Galatians five makes it clear that the Holy spirit and dwelling of us will lead us towards fruits of the spirit and away from works of the flesh and grow us towards maturity. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's just more 
more all the more reason that we need to be in the scripture and and studied up and prayed up and if you're claiming one thing but then you're not in the scripture at all you're not even praying you're not even seeking the will of god but you're saying oh this is the will of god then that's where you really start to run into issues and you really start to have just hypocritical thoughts left and right because if you're just claiming one thing and then it's because of what you're seeing on the news or it's because of what you know you what article you read or it's because what your friend said or it's what the experts say and this and that but you're not going to scripture and you're not praying to god and you're not seeking biblical counsel then that's where you run into trouble but if you're seeking biblical counsel and you're seeking what god wants then you know everything else be damned um, did you just cuss on our podcast nope here's the thing scott let's take the next 30 minutes and talk about how that was wrong <laughs> A great question, which you mentioned earlier, a question that you need to start asking yourself, as is anybody, is when is the last time you had a conversation with someone who did not look like me or think like me? Um, which is a great question. I said, I talked to my cat last night. Um, she's very liberal, socialist, really. She thinks that I should share all my food no matter what. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's awful. Uh, no, it's great. I think... I think for sure when I used to work at the church, it was easier for me to fall into a certain just group of people that all kind of thought the same way, but going back and working just at a regular job has definitely helped me to just interact with people. I never, I never would have, which Mm -hmm. has been great because I feel like when you get out of college, it's harder to meet people naturally outside of church or work. Yeah. You know, for sure. I think you have to be intentional about it. Yeah. Oh, neighbors, I guess. Um, yeah, they meeting neighbors is difficult. Do you know your neighbors well? Do you know any of your neighbors yet? I do actually. I borrowed my 70 year old, I don't know if she's 70, I probably shouldn't say that, but um, she could be in her 60s. But I borrowed her lawnmower the other day, so what? we know each other enough to I could borrow her lawnmower. Dang, so, bro. Um, no, having a son really helps. I, I've heard yeah. having a child or having a dog is the best way to meet your neighbors because it, it needs a dog. Forces you to be outside all the time. What uh, has, um, has God been teaching you anything? Has hey Scott? Hey hey man, what's up? Has um has God been teaching you anything lately? Not to sound like a broken record, but, but patience, patience. I think it'll. I mean, my word for the year is patience. So. Yeah. How do I keep you accountable on patience? Uh just annoy me with how many ideas you have for the podcast. (laughs) I'm sorry. I shouldn't be sarcastic. That's something I actually do not like is sarcasm. So I truly am sorry for that. I should not have said that. Sounds good. Cause I think that's still the the biggest thing in, in the, and what I need patience for is always wanting to just be in the next stage of life that I'm 
than yeah. I'm currently in. Yeah. Um, and right now the biggest one for me is work and, and desiring more at work, but I just, you know, one of the things I said last week is I want to be where I would be in, if I had been in my career for 10 years and I want it now. And I think that made me sound very like, I don't want to put in the work and like, I'm willing to put in the work and I feel like I am putting in the work, but I don't want to wait for it. I want yeah. to have been there. Like I'll, yeah. I'll still be working in 10 years and working hard, but I just, I don't want to have to wait that long. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. What about you? What's God been teaching you? Uh, not a ton. And that's because I really haven't been asking to be taught anything, to be honest with you. Wow. Interesting. So, no, it's just been, it's been since we moved, just in all honesty, it's been hard to find my rhythm and get in the word. And when you're not in the word, when you're not praying, when you're not listening for the voice of God, you're not going to hear it. And uh, mm. so that's just real life, you know? Well, that's a great word, you know, because I think a lot of times in these, in these settings or if you're in a Bible study or if you're talking to friends and somebody's like, oh, what's God been teaching you? You always have to have an answer. But yeah. sometimes, a lot of times, you just don't have an answer. It's like yeah. you've just been living life and yeah, trying to survive. Oh, I could come up with one. God has been teaching me. Um, I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, I definitely feel what you're saying. There's definitely times when people ask those things or even ask like prayer requests. And I feel like I'm trying to find the most tiniest thing or just to have something to say. Or when somebody asks you, yeah, it's you, like your life is in shambles, and somebody's like, "Oh, what could I pray for you for?" It's like, "Oh, well, you know, my I had my, a cold. My dog is sick." Um, yeah, it's like, "Oh, uh, you mean your life isn't in shambles right now?" Like I yeah. thought it was. It's yeah, like, ah. I'm trying to be more honest and just open of where I am because yeah. you can't. That's good. You can't grow. A good friend of our Jay used to say, "God can't heal what you don't reveal." And if you're just keeping it mm. up inside of you that, Hey, like my life's going terrible, then if you're not, if you're not revealing it, if you're not coming to God with it and you're not coming to other people with us, like you're just going to, it's just going to eat at you. James five says, let us confess our sins to one another so that we can be healed. You know, mm. like there's power in, in letting your struggles and, and being known to first and foremost, God, but to other people, you know? Yeah. No, can't do it alone. Word. No, you cannot. But I'm hoping to get back into it. I am hoping to. I, I think now that we're settled and now that we can actually, um, I think I've talked about it before. The mornings are one of the only times it's it's easy for me to get, or only times I have to get into the quiet, like to have a quiet time. Mm -hmm. And it has been just more increasingly difficult. I, I feel like I'm really behind on sleep and rest. And so I, I keep pushing it on each day to try to catch up a little bit. And I yeah. really need to just have like one Sabbath day a week, make it that so that I'm not trying to play catch up throughout the week. And I can actually yeah. have a day to rest and not feel bad about it. You know? Right. There's nothing to it, but to do it. Yeah. Any final parting words? I don't think so. If you watch Falcon, are you, are you caught up to date on Falcon? Uh, yeah. Dude, it's great. Yeah. The last episode is really good. Yeah. I like, I forget what happened. Than much no, better than Wanda. I just watched it again with Natalie. So what happened? I should interject here for a moment to issue a spoiler warning for anyone that has not seen 
Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, Explain it to me. John Walker went crazy and. Oh, that's right. And he killed that dude. Yeah. That was kind of violent for a Disney show. Yeah, dude, they've gotten violent. When Sharon Carter was killing people or beating up people on the episode before that, it was pretty violent. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, I mean, I guess they have, they do have violence. It, the blood is what's been interesting for me. Like, typically they'll be violent but not show blood. This is like, that was pretty, yeah, pretty gory. Yeah, Captain Falcon beating that dude to death was nuts. Or it wasn't Captain Falcon. It was, it, uh, it is Captain Falcon from Super Smash Bros. Yeah, that's right. He Falcon punches that guy's head off. <laughs> In a weird turn of events, Captain Says Falcon, Falcon enters. Punch. <laughs>